Sound of Truth starts now. Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, as we seek to inform, inspire, and encourage you in your walk with Christ through engaging interviews of ordinary people in whom God is doing an extraordinary work. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited that you've chosen to join us. Hey, Pastor Brett here. Welcome to Sound of Truth. The content of today's weekly interview will broach some adult topics. So for those of you who are listening and have small children, you might want to think about that before you proceed with this interview. And now here's the Sound of Truth weekly interview with guest Blaine Bartell. Blaine Bartell, author of Death by a Thousand Lies. He shares his story of having really a national platform in ministry mm-hmm. and all the, the opportunities of traveling around the country speaking. And uh, But he had a secret. He had a struggle, stronghold with sexual addiction that led to a double life that uh, made him miserable. And eventually he was caught by the grace of God. And that's what we talked about last week. So Blaine, you, you found yourself with brokenness. You tried to work it out with your wife to fix and heal the marriage with lots of counseling. You went through rehab. It's all in this story, which I encourage people to pick up this book and read your story. Sadly, the, the marriage was not able to be salvaged. I know you mentioned you felt like you brought an atom bomb into your family and exploded. And- oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can just imagine uh, being married 30 years and uh, my wife, you know, when I disclose all of my sin and all of my adultery, I had to, you know, we went to 30 days of rehab and counseling and therapy and uh, it just broke her. And uh, to her credit, she's literally stayed with me for a year to try to work on our, our repair. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just impossible for her. She was just so, so broken. And it wasn't a matter of forgiveness. She had forgiven me, but she just could not find that healing in her heart to be able to trust me again. So the beauty, you know, um, you know, the beauty of resurrection is, is obviously connected with the awfulness of death. I mean, resurrection is only beautiful because death is so ugly right. and death was ugly. I mean, my, you know, I lost relationship with my boys who were all in their twenties they hated their father. I mean, they, they couldn't believe that I'd done all this. Of course, you know, reputation is gone in the church world. And we go through bankruptcy, financial devastation, foreclosure on our house. I mean, it was just mm. the most awful thing. And I deserved every bit of it. You know, every bit of the pain that was coming my direction, I was like, bring it on. Right. I, yeah, I deserve it. Right. But my, my, my kids sure didn't deserve it. And neither did my wife. So that's the awful part of sin is the repercussions and the ripple effects with others that our Mm -hmm. sin never just hurts us, that it almost always has an effect on others. Right. So So that, that was, that was hard. Uh, But you know, when you talk about principles of restoration and resurrection is God loves to, you know, create beauty out of ashes. There, there's, and it is truly a miracle uh, when he does that. So, you know, fast forward, that was, that all went down April, or, uh, April of 2010. So 11 years later, God has restored my relationship with my sons deeper, more beautiful than it's ever been. Mm. 
He's given me a, a, a wonderful bride, a wonderful wife. We've been married seven years. And then he's, you know, restored in the best possible way that he could my relationship even with my ex-wife, Kathy. And uh, we celebrate our families together. We do Christmas and uh, Easter and birthdays together with our families. We love wow. each other. There's complete healing. Uh, Praise God. You know, yeah. and it and it's not what it should have been or could have been if I would have, you know, lived a better life and done the right thing, but it's, it's what God is able to do given the circumstances. And, uh, and that just, you know, resurrection, a lot of people have this idea that it's just this miracle, uh, waving of God's, you know, magic Holy Spirit wand and all of a sudden things get better. And my pushback would be, guys, we got to, you know, when we've sinned and we've previously sinned and we've hurt others, we have to do the work of resurrection. And the work of resurrection is always a gardening work. It's a cultivating work. It's it's a renewing work. It's planting new seeds. It's, mm. you know, it's it's investing in, in, in the soil of our hearts and in the soil of the hearts of others, you know. So I, uh, I put a lot of work in with my kids. I put a lot of work and effort in with my ex-wife, Kathy. Uh, I made sure that she was cared for. She was taken care of that financially she was taken care of while she was figuring out how she was going to make a living. There were all of those things that were necessary. I think sometimes in the church, we can be good at, you know, asking for forgiveness and mm -hmm. good at apologies. But are we doing the work of repentance long term? You know, are we are we there for uh, our family and for the people that we've hurt after the confession, after the disclosure, after the request for forgiveness? And that's what I felt like the Lord had me really lean into is uh, to work hard on that and to repair what I had broke with God's grace. And and uh, and today I'm glad I have. I'm, I'm truly living a life that is a great life today, and it's all the grace of God, and it's it's uh, a life today that isn't centered around the things that I used to center my life around. I I'm, I don't care about fame or fortune or media or what who, what comes and goes, and you know I'm I deeply care for for people and for relationships and for pouring into the lives of, of those that brings into my path and, and helping others to experience wholeness and the kind of resurrection that I have. So Blaine, if there's a guy that's right. watching this yeah. and he's been living a double life and no one knows, what would you say to him right now? Well, I just, you know, want, I'd want every guy to know there's, there's hope and uh, that, and the best thing that ever happened to me was was getting it out because I couldn't I could not beat this by myself. And I, I did discover that when I finally confessed uh, to my best friend at the time uh, that he walked me through a difficult but a redeeming journey uh, because I was I was at a point of suicide. I was at a point of wanting to leave and go to South America and never come back. I mean, I. I was so desperate. Wow. So if you're listening right now, you're a pastor, you're a church leader, or you're just a man that is struggling, find somebody you trust and 
tell them your story and let them give you some guidance because we don't think straight on our own. We don't make good decisions in a, in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. We really need some, someone from the outside that has a wisdom and a clarity of thought and mind and a compassion to, to help us navigate. And in fact, one of the, one of the things that I've done recently, we just launched a brand new online platform called the confessional. Uh, and I, uh, created this for pastors and church leaders that feel like they can't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And so they can literally go to that site. There's a place where they can uh, share their confession. It will come directly to me. Uh, it is totally confidential anonymous and I'll respond to anyone that reaches out with love, compassion, and guidance. Uh, I won't make you tell anyone else, won't force you into doing anything you don't want to do. Uh, but it'll be a beginning. It'll yes. be a, a mm -hmm. place where at least you can do something to reach out and know that it's safe and it's sacred. So, uh, yeah, I think the first step for any guy is just find a trustworthy friend, companion, somebody that you can tell what's going on and get some help with it. Don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. That's real key, isn't it? You cannot do this alone. It's going to take the community of the body of Christ well, let, let me let me uh, ask this question. So you're, and this is probably everybody's probably thought this, and and I think you know, Blaine, you probably try to convince yourself of this as well. So there's a person out there who says, you know, I can do it's just me and the Lord. Me mm -hmm. and the Lord can do this. So I'm gonna just keep this between me and God. I'm gonna pray, and we'll get we'll get through this. I don't need to tell anyone else. What would you say to the person who's 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 saying that in their mind? Well, you know, I understand that. Uh, that we're all walking with God in a, you know, in a, in a personal way with him, but you, there's no scripture anywhere that says it's just me and the Lord. <laughs> it says we are a community. We are ecclesia. We are uh, called out ones that are ga to gather together and to share our burdens and our faults and to confess our sins one to another that we may be healed through prayer. So this, you know, Christianity is not a solo experience, mm -hmm. and uh, you're not meant to share your joys together or alone, and you're not meant to share your failures alone. Right. Uh, it's all—we're we're all on the same team. We're a part of the same family, and uh, we're to be a healing, restorative community. So I understand if you're—you know, th there's fear in some parts of our world on sharing your story. We live in a cancel culture. Yes. Uh, that is that is ready to destroy you if you haven't been perfect in their eyes. But the the church is not a cancel culture. That's right. We're to be uh, different. The church than that. is. A, mm. We're a resurrection culture. Bring your death. Bring your pain. Bring your lostness. Bring your sin. And we are we're going to help you to be restored. We're going to pray with you. We're going to love you through uh, to resurrection. And that's the beauty of Jesus. That, that's the gospel. And so, uh, man, there's people that if you're listening right now, you're lost and hurting and feeling isolated and alone. You are not. There's people that will care for you and, and help you to, to find a better life than you're living right now. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah, Blaine, thank you so much. We appreciate we, we recognize we're out of time. Yeah, very but, um, by that. How can people follow you? If you'll share, we'll put the URL up on the screen, but how can they follow your ministry? Yeah, just go to BlaineBartel.com. 
B-L-A-I-N-E-B-A-R-T-E-L.com. Or just do a Google search on Blaine Bartels and uh, I'll show up. Very good. Thank you. Well, the book is called Death by a Thousand Lies. Order that on Amazon or other other places. So, right. Visit the Confessional. Is that what you said, uh, Blaine? Is that the website? Yeah, the Confessional dot online. Well, I hope you enjoyed that two part interview with our guest Blaine Bartell. Recently at Harvest Jacksonville, I preached a message, and I used an outline that I don't know who to give original credit to, but it's an outline that's been popular for several decades. It goes like this: Point number one, sin will take you farther than you wanted to go. Point number two, sin will keep you longer than you wanted to stay. And point number three, sin will cost you more than you wanted to pay. While Blaine's story certainly illustrates the reality of those three points, his story also offers much hope. No matter where you've been, no matter how far you've gone with sin, you can go to Christ. You can return to Him. There's always hope with Jesus Christ. If you're enjoying this podcast, please share with your friends. Thanks. The music is by Canon and is used with permission. This podcast is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2021.